1: Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. I'm Clay Link here on this Friday afternoon with Todd Zola of Rotowire.com, also with Masters Ball. We're going to be looking at pickups, also of course, grading two start starters for next week. But Todd, how are you today?
2: I'm doing. I had a kind of a revelation this week. Oh yeah. Do you realize that people listen to this? <laughs> I uh- every now and then it catches me off guard when I hear. It. I I I don't know why it's just weird I like I I think the, I don't know if it was 5 There was more than 1 in under 5 notes or tweets or something I got this week referencing yeah I listen to you and Clay on uh, on the podcast every Friday or whatever so I was like whoa so I do you think they listen to us on Saturday on XM too I hope so but I'm not I'm not going to ask for too much yeah. yeah no i, I kind of caught, caught me off guard a little bit wow yeah uh, people listen to this babble that's kind of cool
1: yeah i remember somebody i was talking to on the phone was like it's weird to talk to you on the phone i talked to you on the pot or i listened to you so much on the pod and i'm like really <laughs> well there
2: was a couple of football and then there was a couple of um somebody actually from high school and then there was some, yeah so it was, it was weird i was out of, it was like one week that uh I you know I kept getting them. So I yeah, know it's all good. I'm being facetious. Obviously, hopefully there's a the people out there that uh that listen to this stuff and hopefully mm-hmm. we're able to help them out.
1: Yeah, I mean we just do it so much that you kinda I don't know if like not seeing the forest of the trees is the right phrase, but uh you do it so much that you kinda do get into rhythm and maybe you don't get that immediate feedback some weeks and you kinda do lose a sense of how many people are listening? We, we, we appreciate our audience.
2: Oh, absolutely. So, it does feel like, I don't know if you're the same way, but it at times it does feel like we're working in a vacuum,
1: you know? Yep. Sometimes feel, it feels like, especially doing the MLB show occasionally,
2: it feels like I'm talking into
1: the void.
2: <laughs> are you guys uh, back in the office pretty much now?
1: Yes. Although Madison, Wisconsin here just yesterday reinstituted the in- indoor mask
2: man. Oh, okay. So yeah, so the, talking is some great uh, sign. that you know that that's you know if you're in the office all the time, maybe not so much. But those of us freelancers, sometimes we, uh, you know, we 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 write, we hit submit, stuff goes up online, and it, you know, it's just weird. It does feel like a vacuum, which is when we get out to do the first pitch, et cetera. You know, I I saw you on the podcast. I read this. I read that. It's kind of weird. It's kind of nice.
1: Yeah, yeah, I get more of that feedback early in the season. We get into the dog days a little bit and people, you know, start turning their attention toward football or just lose interest in their leagues. And um, yeah, I understand. It's just sometimes I am surprised to hear um, Yeah,
2: you're you're not into your football leagues too much, are you? No, very little actually. <laughs> I had
1: to host with Mario on the XM uh channel, the XM Fantasy channel a few weeks ago, and thankfully he's just knows this stuff because all I could do was just tee him, tee him up questions on, as far as football goes. I'll okay. uh, but, but he made my life easy. Uh, Todd, some pickups. Uh, in the stake League this week, I'm trying to hold on to an eater spot. I slipped to ninth, which is no mm-hmm. good. I, uh, I have mm. the longest eater streak at the company, and I can't. I mean, that'd be a bad look if I let that uh, end this year, but... Uh, ninth, I need to get up at least to eighth. I'm only a couple points out, but um, I was trying to reinforce my team where I could. Um, outfield is a real mess for me, so I got Brett Phillips and Victor Robles on zero. But the top top pickup for eight bucks was Joe Barlow in Texas. He's got a couple saves. Uh, any interest there? I mean, I, I imagine you know teams where you need saves, you're you're going to have some bids in there, but uh, it just doesn't seem like a a guy, I'm going to be going hard after where I still have a bunch
2: of. Well, bad. We, we haven't, we don't use the the phrase "closer of the future" as much as we did. I mean, that was kind of a buzzword five, six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. All the teams seemed to be grooming a guy for their closer of the future, but when it became such a transient position, we we kind of teams didn't start teams weren't doing that. I don't know if, if I call Barlow closer future, but he's he's got he's, – he's, uh, he's compiled uh he's collected a save at every minor league level. So that tells me at least that that the Texas is looking for him. So, uh, yeah, I see Barlow as a guy for this year. I also see him as someone that if you're in a keeper league and depending upon your rules, you might be able to get a cheap closer for next year because I, th- I think yeah. that might be even more of a, uh, a ploy. Then um, at this point, I mean, even the, you know, even the number one closers, maybe, you know, oh, Texas doesn't generate many saves. We may be talking about the difference of six and four, you know, how many saves were a little more than, you know, a little more than three quarters of the way through. So if you get 35 saves, okay, maybe that's, I don't know, maybe that's closer to eight or nine. So, you know, between eight or nine and five or six. So it's not quite as a difference as when looking 35 to 20.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I I get the case for, you know, where you need it, go and get him, but it's not a, a, an arm I'm all that excited about. But you mentioned the the saves on the farm. Maybe, maybe he does stick around in that role for a while. Frank Schwindel was next up for three. Seems like maybe a late bloomer, although it's only 25 games, but 329, 361 on base, 633 slug, five homers. He had a very brief look with Kansas City in uh, 2019, but... Now, uh, twenty nine years old. Looks like he's getting his first prolonged look here, and he's taking advantage. Seems like you're trying to capture lightning in a bottle. If you go pick him up, could hurt you from here. You just never know. But uh, any reason to think this this could be
2: real with Frank Schwindel? Kind of glad you said what you just said. Um, have you checked out this week's Tout Table yet? Yes, it I just it was, went up. I mean, so um, a lot of people and and. I think it's good to have healthy disagreements among the touts, Mm -hmm. and maybe it's just me against the world here. Although I think I might have you on my side. A lot of the touts. The the question was, should uh, you have any pearls of wisdom for you know the last couple, the last few, the last quarter of the season? And uh, several multiple people said, "Yeah, ride streaks." Hmm. And a streak is not any more predictable. On August twentieth, as it is on, or predictive, on August twentieth, as it is on May twentieth, that is, and you, you said it. You don't, you know, you don't know if it'll continue to work out. Now, one's going to argue that Schwindel has has an extended streak, right? What's it hit in? Hit in uh, as of as of? Uh, I, I don't know what he did this afternoon. It's fr- it's Friday. Uh, They're playing the this play. yeah. so he's he's hitting fifteen or sixteen games with an 1177 OPS, Fannin in 19.4% of the time. So, I mean, I can argue I want Schwindel just because of the opportunity, but some people are jumping on because of the streak. I think that's a little dangerous, even like you mentioned, even though it's been so long, the 19% strikeout rate is encouraging. Uh, as far as, is, he, is, he, is it real? Is it is it, is it just a, a lucky streak, if you will? Although he's always made pretty good contact. Contact has never been his issue. It's quality contact. So the point, you know, the point, you know, the point making, I think you hit spot on ride, the, pick up the streak, but there's no guarantee. And I don't know that it's any better to pick up Schwindel because he's hot than somebody else. Cause they have a better matchup. I want the matchups.
1: Yeah. It just seems like you're going chasing and, maybe just the the best is behind him and you're just gonna get stuck with a net negative over the, the rest of the season It's right. possible very
2: possible well, any so player, I, don't, I don't know that it's wrong to do it but I just want to point out I think it, well I mean I think you need other reasons but the, a streak is not more predictive now and I, and that's what the impression I got from a handful of the touts was well strategy the last quarter of the season is ride hot streaks mm-hmm. I don't think there's any more benefit to doing it now. Than any other time of the season, and like you said, there's more of a detriment. But the positive with Schwindel is he's got the playing time, and yeah. it's in a good hitting park, and he's a left-handed batter, so he's going to have the platoon edge a lot. Give me those reasons, and I'll you know I'll, I'll sign off. I won't sign off because he's hit a 11.77 OPS the past you know almost month.
1: Yeah, the opportunity is the the selling point. I get it, but yeah, performance wise, you just do not know what you're getting. Schwindel so far today, over three. I just pulled up game day, so he's over right. three. You know who homered in this game was Patrick Wisdom, and I just see Schwindel as like you
2: know, the new Patrick
1: Wisdom. Well, and,
2: and Wisdom was hot, red hot, and then and then he lost picked him a up, bit. and yeah, right, and now it's back to the opportunity. Yep, and I I like him because of the opportunity. More so than because he's hot, but um, anyway, yeah. So and 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 you know what, and Schwindel can stay hot, if you will, for another month and make me look like a fool. But again, you know, he all right. I'm going to pick him up next year, and he stinks. Well, regression doesn't punch a time clock, so we'll see.
1: By the way, Zach Davies has given up four runs, all four solo homers. So Sal solo home runs don't beat you, right? (laughs) <laughs> well when you give up four of them yeah uh, exactly. sal perez with two sal perez oh, yeah. has just been unbelievable ben intendi then uh
2: emmanuel rivera
1: 25 year old don't know ah. about him but he homered today i
2: think I, I wrote about him for espn on tuesday so i gave Is that him a interesting yeah. um well it, again opportunity and <laughs> you um put him over yeah, exactly, exactly. He he probably had a good matchup that game. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I just like to put players on people on on radar. And um, yeah, the uh, well, that was prescient. Nice work. Well, well, yeah. Three days, you know, except you picked oh, him up on know. Tuesday and you dropped oh. him by today. Ben Benintendi's <laughs> been on a a, a a little a little bit of a run. Look who's pitching for Kansas City and crushing it again. Brad, Brad Keller, eight Ks, one walk. Wow! Yeah, with me anyway. He shares a nickname with Bucky Dent. (laughs) Oh gosh! I mean, I don't want to. I I actually still have him going a few leagues out of necessity. I do too, but I want. I don't want to put a dollar and cents amount to it. But he, uh, he's cost me a couple shekels. Yeah. Same
1: here. (laughs) Drew Steckenrider for two. You have a sense of who the. The one A is there. I know Paul Sewald got a save. I, I don't. I
2: think there's just three, three hundred runs. You know, I yeah. think it's. I think it's. I don't know if there's a uh, if there's a rhyme or reason. I just. I do know that Steckenrider. I think his last five appearances, he got two wins, two saves, and a hold, something like that. I know mm. wins are you know happenstance, but you know the keys are using them in leverage situations. So um, and Seattle is in the wild card race. So. Yes. It, not that matters too much, but I, I don't mind Stuck and Ryder. Just you know, you, you got to again. One or t- it's not. It's not really. The, oh, he's only going to get a couple of saves. It's I'm two saves behind the next guy. <laughs> I need mm-hmm. another closer. It's where you are in the standings.
1: Absolutely, James picked up Tristan McKenzie for two. I can't really complain about my league mates letting him get that value when I have zero <laughs> Fab
2: value. Well, I'm a uh, I'm a oh, little yeah. surprised. That he's even still there.
1: Yeah, eight shutout innings his last time out. So th- yeah, obviously these run overnight. Um, but, so, but he he was picked up in a lot of leagues last weekend.
2: Yeah, and, and since he's come back, the, isn't it the walks have just been cut down significantly? And you're you're a Thursday league, so it may just have worked out that the matchup that week wasn't as enticing as you know what I mean. Yeah, it wasn't enticing as others, and because it, it only has been. A couple of weeks when I mean, since, since his air quote been good again, if you will, all right. So he gave up six runs, so it's basically been three starts in August, yeah. right? So there's only been a couple of opportunities, but yeah, but he probably should have been scooped up last week. I, I would, I would think. think so, to be honest. I would think so, but oh, yeah. you know, it's one Cooper, that got James, Yeah, is uh, is James an eater? James has to be, an eater. oh, yeah, he'll be
1: eating. he'll be he's actually uh, he's dropped a little bit but he's right up from there Uh, fifth place Um, Tyler Gilbert threw that no no out of nowhere that was really weird he's making his first career start he'd been a reliever no hits the Padres as a Reds fan I'm loving I love it because the Reds are now right in the mix there too it's right behind the Padres Um, this kind of feels like a like the pitching version of Frank
2: Schwindel, though, so well I'm, not, well I'm not really looking to add him. Well, the reward, if you will, for throwing your first no-hitter is an all-expense-paid trip to Colorado. <laughs> right? He's yeah, good for tonight. you, Tyler. Yeah, that's the, that, that should be like the second, you know, the first, one, <laughs> first place winner, you know, it's one of those things. Yeah, uh, but uh, first place gets one week, second place gets two weeks um, or two starts. So, yeah, I mean, we'll find out. Well, we found out a lot more tonight. I, I think Johnny Vandermeer is probably probably safe. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't, you know, so the, uh, the two no-hitters in a row. But do, uh, are you required to start Gilbert in your league? Because uh, if you pick him up? No, you can stash him on the bench. Okay. So week. maybe it's a stash. Mm-hmm. Uh, although he may have a second game this week that makes it a little bit more enticing. But um, as we talked about, Colorado is crushing it at home. They have the best home record in the league. They're just terrible on the road. So it's it's sort of a myth that it's safe to stream pitchers in Colorado this year because the Rockies aren't as good.
1: True, true. That does seem like a trap there. I've, I've done that a few times where I'm like, you know, I'll throw this guy out there because the Rockies stink and then it, <laughs> it bites, bites you because Coors is undefeated. Yep. Uh, Nestor Cortez, I actually skipped over. He was $2 and Tyler Gilbert was one. So Nestor Cortez in August, 378 uh, ERA, 14 to 4K to walk. You know, not too bad. He's he has given up four homers in 16 and two thirds innings this month, but pitching on a, a team that's actually, I think the Yankees now have the best record. Oh, yeah. Dating back five weeks or so. And
2: I think it, it says something that Garrett Cole and Jordan Montgomery are back off the COVID IL and Cortez is staying in the rotation. He was kind of a nice, you know, he, he got them through. He got him, you know, he, not, I do want to say placeholder, but he, 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 he got them through, he held the fort down. And I don't know if it's so much being rewarded, but he, he's, he's keeping his spot. It may be that Luis Heel isn't up yet. And David Garcia is just pitching terribly in the minors. So, but yeah, and I, I I can see that pick up twelve strikeouts the last eleven and two thirds against KC and against the White Sox both on the road. Like you mentioned the home runs, but I think Cortez, you know, for streaming this time of year, he's fine.
1: Yeah, I saw he had that great um that great Roto wear shirt made of him. Yeah, yeah. All the Yankees bullpen had it on. I thought that was pretty great. So nice, yeah. I thought that was a pretty nice pickup there for, uh, of Nestor Cortez. Let's talk about a few more pickups here. Um, let's see, Brian de la Cruz. I, I kind of I had a bid in on him because I had needs in the outfield, but didn't get him because so he went for one. Nick Senzel, the uh, corresponding drop, another injury for are, Senzel. Are you,
2: are you guys doing minor? Oh, he was a drop. Yeah. Okay, he wasn't. I was going to say if you guys are, are using AAA stats to get Senzel. <laughs> Well, no, yeah, he was a drop. That
1: is sucks. They rescinded Senzel's option, put him on the IL. Just oh, that's right, that's recent. right.
2: That, that, I, I changed that. That is right. Um, just so serious. much for just being, you know, complaining that he didn't come up. And hey, Kyle Farmer, as you know, is uh, is not only now doing the job; he's been pumped to the second part, second spot in the order a lot.
1: Yeah, and Jose Barrero too. It's kind of interesting. He seems like just a depth guy, but. Uh, I, isn't there a little something, something there? I think so. I mean, he's. Yeah. One of, I think James has him second in the organization yeah. in terms of prospects, and right it does look like yeah. If, if you're in a keeper league and still
2: available, get him for a few bucks. That could be a nice. Because you know the team you team. know the Reds aren't going to go out and get somebody.
1: No. Dayla <laughs> uh, anyway. Cruz, though, for Miami, he's.
2: Hitting well, but 22 K's and 69 at bat. Yeah, um, acquired from Houston at the deadline. I was interested more because of you know, I'm a numbers guy, but happened to catch him on TV. And I go, I like the looks of this kid, you know, I think he made a good defensive play. So I have been tracking him. Um, he's right handed, so he does. Miami's going with a lot of platoons, although Brinson's right handed too. But uh, he seems to be playing pretty regularly on a mini hitting streak. Uh, he the the power. I like I like what I'm seeing. You this this is where jumping on a hot streak is very dangerous because as you mentioned the strikeouts. So in August on you know August first, doing little clicky things that we can do on the site. Three fifty five, three sixty nine, four eighty four. Wow, three OPS, pretty good, especially in Miami where it's it's not a hitter's park. Oh. strikeout rate, 3% walk rate, you know, regression is knocking on the door.
1: Absolutely. Before we move on, let's pause briefly and take a break to hear a quick word from our sponsors. We're
0: driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: Now we are back on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball podcast, sponsored by WinBet. Clay Link here with Todd Zola. Todd, I admit, I'll raise my hand and admit that I'm chasing a hot streak here with uh, Brett Phillips. But I still had Trevor Larnick in the outfield, and he got sent down, and so I just had to pick up a warm body. He doesn't play. I mean, he plays like it's looking like about two starts a week, almost two or three, if I'm lucky. But uh, he's been hot. And I almost feel like Brett Phillips may bring some good mojo to the clubhouse. Uh, <laughs> yeah. well, like cool guy.
2: well, I mean, one thing I will say is hot streaks often portend more playing time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So it kind of, maybe, maybe this is a, you know, a hedge, uh, but I can, if, you know, all things being equal, sure. Go with the hot streak because he's more likely to continue to play until he quiets down. Um I mean I'm not saying he's got 10 homers and 12 bags. He's right. batting 215. <laughs> right. It's not I'm not talking gambler's fallacy here where he's due for a cold streak. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you know, he's due all these guys are due to to return to their normal level. Yeah. And with Phillips it's it's you know not as good. But yeah, T- Tampa man, Tampa is so they're just so good. You know, I mean, I yeah, hate to—I really was about to say, I to say I hate to say it. I don't hate to say it. I mean, it's just they—they—they they, they, they just plug and play and, and mix and match. And uh, there was a time this year where they well they looked terrible, but they have you know they figured it out and they're, they're they're back to just doing what Tampa does, and they're about to get their relievers back, which other teams are looking for starting pitching. They're about to get their—I don't want to call it three-headed monster. But uh, Anderson and Fire Eisen and a couple of the other relievers, and that's that's their strength. I mean, give them you know other teams they want we want to what another starter. Give Tampa four of their best relievers back, and man, have they gotten to some new toys?
1: Yeah, they're pretty scary, man. They and they didn't even bring up Shane Baz, and so I mean, they just have an embarrassment of riches on the farm. Franco's kind of quietly. He's doing a job quietly, but he's, uh, cause he's a top prospect, but he's kind of come on pretty strong and right. Right. led Phillips. I mean, the average is horrible, but with the on base and the slug of seven thirty four OPS, isn't that terrible? And, uh, yeah, 10 homers, 12 bags. He'd never gone more than like, well, never had more than four homers or six bags in a season. So right. Kind of a little bit of category juice. If you can take the, uh, average batting average hit brady singer i've been playing you know dancing around with this guy all year and then finally just cut bait for good and now he's actually looking like maybe brady singer's figuring something out He went six and two-thirds innings uh only two earned runs before that he struggled so maybe it's just picking up on this one start. but you you gotta you gotta chase if you need starting pitching
2: Right, you know, you can't say weak opponent it was the Astros, right? Yeah. So no, you know, I mean, he's a, he's a quality. You know, he's, he's he's shown he's got quality. He's got four or five outings this year, which are quality starts. It just happened to be one, but you just don't know what he's going to do the next time. Yeah, well, I was joking before, but Brad Keller has actually pitched pretty well over the second half. I think he had one hiccup in there. Which you know is like, just is going good again. He he gained confidence and he stinks it up, and then he's back to good again. But yeah, he had the, the a hiccup against Toronto, which that'll happen a lot, right? Yeah, I mean, Tor- Toronto will get to you. But beginning July fourth, uh, one, two, three, four, uh, quality starts and quality starts again. You know, they're what they you can what they are what they are. They means you went six innings. Mm-hmm. Which to me is as, as important as anything, um, you know. But since July fourth, with a couple of hiccups, three six one era, one three two whip, eight point nine k per nine. That's you know that's forty two and forty two and a third innings. Keller, if this if he had done this the entire season, well, I mean, ERA is probably a little low with a one point three two whip. But if he had done pitch with these skills the entire season, my mood would be a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. In one particular league, <laughs> I hear you there. I, I mentioned I picked up Victor
1: Robles, just zero dollar ad, needing some depth in the outfield. So, um, batting leadoff for a team that can do nothing but run. I guess in his last seven, he's batting 304. So, right. Right. Um, obviously, tugging in cheek. But I, yeah, zero dollar ad, that's, that's how far Victor Robles has fallen. This is a 16 team league, by the way. Seth Brown, Oscar Mercado. Chris Archer picked up, not a lot else there. Uh, Yoel Pozo, the first place team. Aaron Quinn picked him up, catcher. So,
2: see, as we say, he, in some For leagues catch- he's catcher eligible, tech- in some leagues he's not. Yeah, it could be the Texas DH the rest yeah. of the season. He was crushing it in the minors. We'll, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. I don't think he's caught yet. I don't think he's caught yet, and he's not going to get 20 games right whether he sneaks in a game or two remains to be seen but um you know there's actually been a few catchers that have emerged lately more so than than the normal seasons I think mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, I was on pozo in one of the NFBC leagues where i where I needed someone I, you know it, you know was it riding the streak or just riding you know my my justification was well if he's d h and he's playing nearly every day and mm-hmm. he's good on the farm so.
1: Hey, yeah, it could be. If he's got that catcher eligibility, could be a nice little sneaky pickup. Well, any other players
2: on your mind, Todd? Before we dive into two start pitchers for next week. No, we we, co- we actually we covered a lot. There was there's a there's a few stolen base guys, and we talked a lot about them, uh, a lot about them last week. But um, you mentioned you mentioned Seth Brown with the Athletics losing Ramon Laureano. There's a you know an, an opening there. There's uh you know check out the teams. The uh, that the, the lower – and that this was mentioned in the tout table. Ch- keep an eye on the playing time of the lower-ranked teams mm-hmm. because there's not as much – there's two extra spots this year in September, so there won't be as much t- uh, ability to, to just to try guys out. <clears throat> I think we may start to see some guys being tried out now. I know I was commiserating with our buddy DVR, Derek and Riper when Isaac Paredes was, was sent down by Detroit, you know, what's the old SAT thing? Zola is to Oliveris as Van Riper is to Parades or Paredes. Paredes. <laughs> He's, you know, he's, he's been Derek's guy. You know, you got to draft him as a 28th, you know, 28th round like in, in the, in, in the spring. Um, so the, so he's been kind of frustrated because they've been yo-yoing him. Detroit has like the Red Sox, uh, Red Sox, sorry. The Royals have been yo-yoing, um, Oliveris, I was about to say Red Sox have been yo yoing Hauk, but they've been doing it kind of
1: strategically, almost
2: strategically, taking advantage of the system, being able to use strategic, not strategically placed, but serendipitously placed double headers to uh, keep, you know, taking him up, bringing him down, keeping him on regular rest, and getting relievers up to blow game, uh, to to pitch in between.
1: I know things have been pretty rough for your Red Sox, but yeah, how I'm pretty excited about him, and uh, I'll just throw out you know Eliezer Hernandez. We talked about last week. If he's yeah. still out there, you go grab him. Who uh, Oscar Enoa, Carlos Hernandez, Logan Webb, just yep. a few other names. Uh, so let's get into Jake J- J- two- J-
2: Arietta. <laughs> oh man, is that talk about like the the state of pitching? What there was a, the, another guy like that. I mean, two you know retreads were being. Um, Picked up by some of the best teams in the league, and it just goes to show you. Didn't the Dodgers just pick someone up too? Um, well, they had Hamels, and then he got hurt right right away. Right, there was I think yeah, someone else they picked up recently as well, mm-hmm. just because they had to, and it was just maybe it was a bullpen arm. I don't remember at this point, but it just you just kind of have to shake your head a little bit, and that's what we're saying. And the Rays are about to get reinforcements back, mm-hmm. so yeah, this is this is their time. and the Padres,
1: yeah, picking up Arietta just. Desperate for starting pitching. They did bring uh, Tatis back to play the outfield, and Tatis looks like he's gonna have to carry them on his back to if they're to get that second wild card. As I always say, these two start grades, very tentative. Continue <laughs> to check the starting pitching grid at dot com slash free for a 10-day trial. Check out Todd's weekly pitcher rankings closer to first pitch on Monday for a better idea of, of where he stands on these guys. Uh, But let's get into it, Todd. Zero to five scale. Madison Bumgarner. looks like he's the only one because we're projecting Luke Weaver to return at the end of next week. And he was uh, Luke Weaver starting today for AAA Reno. So he built up to 59 pitches. You think maybe he pushes close to 75, 80 tonight. And then, uh, yeah, back next week. So Bumgarner at Pitt at Philly. I guess I'll give him a... uh, He's been a lot better than I expected, but I'm still only going to give him a two.
2: I get him ranked as a four. A lot of it probably would be because of the at Pittsburgh. Yeah. And the other reason being is, you know, keeping in mind these are relative to the field. The field is terrible this week. I can't do Charles Barrett, It's terrible. Oh. I can't do it. Yeah. It, is, it is horrendous. Yeah, The two-start options are just terrible. There's only 90 games in the docket. And that's a low. That's a low number. There's actually only three of the seven days have got a full schedule. There's days off on Wednesday, uh, Friday, and Sunday. Hmm. Uh, it's just bizarre. But anyway, um, I'm going to go forward with Bumgarner. A little bit scared about the Philly. But didn't he just? He just was it Philly? He just held down a good team. Um, His, it, yeah, it was Philly. All right, so eight, it's, it's eight innings of one run ball. Right. So it's, it's 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 in Philadelphia this time. But I'm I'm gonna go four. Just again, relative. This may this may be a two in May, but I'm going four now because if you need a two start guy, he's one of the better ones.
1: I can't go four, but I did bump him up to a three. Oh, okay, all right. I, I think go- I have a unfair <laughs> bias against. Uh, Messi I mean, I don't that.
2: know if it's unfair because he hasn't been good.
1: No, he, I just kind of did. I mean, that whole like rodeo stuff and just him. Being a, a red ass, you know.
2: I have not done a dive as to why he's been pitching so well lately. Uh, mm-hmm. It kind of rolls into our whole caught streak discussion. But he's since July 28th, it's been seven, 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 six and two thirds and eight. He's pitching deep. Mm-hmm. And this is the time of the year where we were concerned about volume. I guess you don't, he's like a rental car. Nothing runs like a, you know, runs like a rental. We're not concerned about the mileage on Bumgarner.
1: That's true. That is one thing you could feel good about picking him up, as you know, not going to be any limitations on him. <laughs> um, this is something you don't see every day. The uh, Braves next week have two off days in the middle of the week: Wednesday, Thursday, both off. That's pretty weird. So yeah. they only have five games.
2: Right, it's got to be a double, a, 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 an interleague situation where. Oh yeah, they're versus yeah. New York, so and yeah, it's just the way, it, just the way it works out. Sometimes these things, there's like a something going on, and they're in one of the cities that they don't want to interfere with. But yeah, anyway.
1: So for the Baltimore Orioles, Spencer Watkins uh, handed fifth straight losses last time out. Uh, guess we don't need to spend much time here on Spencer Watkins. That'll be a zero.
2: Yep. ranked number one thirty. Yeah, that's <laughs>
1: uh, it's gonna be a. I can't imagine being in a spot where you had to start picking <laughs> him up. Now Tanner how we talked about him a little bit. Um, this is pretty well set in stone, right? That he's going to be up on Monday or on Tuesday to start.
2: I that's that's supposed to be the, um, the 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 party line. The Red Sox used both Garrett Richards and Martin Perez in relief uh-huh. not long ago. Um, so I mean, it doesn't look like either of those guys and. I mean, Minnesota and Cleveland, I mean, they're both, you know, middle of the pack. I mean, they're not great. They're not terrible offenses. I don't know. I've I've got him as a three myself to enter out this week.
1: Yeah, I'm just checking to be sure because it seems like maybe Julian McWilliams of the Boston Globe suggested that uh Hauk, you know, because he served as the twenty seventh man for this past Tuesday, that'll be able to rejoin the Red Sox without missing a turn. Maybe the uh, rules are a little different for players serving as the 27th man. He doesn't have to spend the full 10 days. Either way, no, he, How-
2: get, he can get called up. Um, the the t- the 10-day, the the, the, I think the 27th man doesn't interfere with the 10-day time. So you can oh, get called up to be this. the 10th man, and then you go back down. and, you have, you, and You're still can, serving that prior You continue time. the 10th 10, man. 10, yeah, the, the, the I appreciate you. Right?
1: I, appreciate
2: I think that's the way man. it is.
1: I think now that you say that, I think you're right too because I saw that's. I was wondering why they, you know, had him as the 27th man because I thought he was was sticking around. But as you said, strategic use of it's, the rules. Is it
2: leveraging? Is it gaming the rules? You know what it is. Yeah. Not everybody's doing it. You yeah, know, it's, it's not rare. like cheating. It's just <laughs> right. It's not cheating. Being
1: smart about how yeah, you and is, use, is do not, roster moves.
2: Is it a loophole? Sure, it
1: is, but it's not cheating. <laughs> Absolutely, I agree with you there. Cubs, no two star. Pictures for them, it looks like, but the Reds, Tyler Malley at Milwaukee at Miami, he's been a different guy on the road. I was looking at his note, and you know, it's just crazy the home road split so far. Six ERA, great American ballpark, a one eight six ERA on the road. So while he's got to go to Milwaukee, and he hasn't been all that great uh, lately at home, obviously, uh, you got to feel pretty good about trotting Malley out. So uh, by the way, I'm giving Halk a four. You gave him a three, okay. though, right? All right, yeah, that's fine. I'm gonna give Tyler Malley a four as
2: well. I give him a five. I mean, not only that, I have number nine overall. Wow. Um, so I'm I'm giving him a five. I don't, I know if I'll adjust the innings to have him drop any, but he's the uh, he's the nine the first nine or two start guys, and before we can start again into the single start guys that up in the rankings, but. Miami's a pretty good place to pitch, so
1: I'm getting, going with yeah. 5. Uh, at Milwaukee scares me a little bit, but I'm it's hoping that real. holds me back from a 5, but I got you down. Okay, five, okay. But, uh, yeah. Now, James and I, we, we've had some pretty good luck in the main event. We are, let's see, in the overall now. I'm trying not to check it all the time, but we're 43rd in the overall, second in our league. We dropped Eli Morgan, though, and that was kind of a little bit of a shot in the foot because then he goes out and throws yeah. six shutout innings. Uh, now he's versus Texas versus Boston that second one scares you a little bit maybe not as much with the way the Red sox are rolling right now but I think I'll give Eli Morgan a three
2: uh I have him barely a five but I might up his innings because wow think I have, five I'm sorry barely a one I'm going oh, backwards okay. I'm going backwards in my head because i he's at ninety eight so I would I think but I think I am for only four innings because my algorithm is taking kind of a lot of the early starts. Mm-hmm. So I think if I bump him to five, which I think is fair, he'd probably end up in the two range.
1: Yeah. I actually lowered the two. Should I have you down as a one or a two there?
2: Um I'm going to go. That versus Texas just so appealing. I'm going to go know? with a one, but I'm going to yeah. put the numbers in while we're talking and see where he lands. <laughs>
1: okay, I got you down <laughs> as a one. <laughs> Uh, Antonio Sensatella at the Cubs at the Dodgers on the road, but man, I can't really do it. Uh, the Cubs are so juicy right now as a matchup, but uh, yeah, at the Dodgers scares me. So Sensatella, I'll give, I'll give a one.
2: Yeah, it's probably a you know a you know if you. There are worse options if I need a two start guy because I'm chasing strikeouts or whatever mm-hmm. then I'd prefer Senitella over them so I'm gonna I too will go with a I'm gonna I'm actually tempted to say two I'm gonna say two just okay. again because because the field is so cruddy this week
1: and yeah, Senitella really hasn't been as bad as I thought but yeah all right I'll I'll give you a two there. I, I got a one on Candelaria, but two I think is fair. Right. Uh, Lance Lynn and Carlos Rodon—they got a kind of a tough start to the week at Toronto, but I think those guys are both fives, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, interesting. Did you see? Um, I think it's MLB Network was you know talking about the Cy Young awards and Lynn's ERA, you know, two point two nine, whatever it is, second and in innings to call. And okay, so we've got people. Pretty much in tune with wins aren't that important, but right now uh, there are a couple of pitchers with better skills than Lance Lynn, but his ERA is just so far below everybody else. I don't, you know, we've got four or five, obviously, maybe you know, at this point seven or eight starts left, and things could change. But if we're in today, I'd be, I think, the outlier giving the Cy Young to Garrett Cole because his skills are that much better than Lance Lynn's. He's just pitching into a little bit more luck.
1: Mm. Yeah, everybody was so scared about Cole when the spider Tech cracked down. He had that little brief stretch where he wasn't so good, but uh, still still a stud and still a lot of good years in that arm, I'd imagine, for Garrett Cole. No two-star starters for the Tigers, but Houston Zach Grinke versus Kansas City at Texas. Pretty nice.
2: Doesn't get a whole lot better, so I'm going to give Zach a five. Uh yep. Yeah. And if I if I'm allowed, I do Morgan giving him five innings apiece does range it rank him in the twin in the two range now. So, so I, Eli I, Morgan can, I can go Morgan to a two.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha down there. So Granky Five. Now Daniel Lynch back. Oh, uh man. and he was impressive against Houston, but now well, I guess you know he's got Houston again. I don't know if there's any real proven science about a guy facing a team a second time, but it still scares me. And it's Houston, so it should scare you anyway. But uh, and then at St. Louis or at Seattle, then after the Houston matchup,
2: there hasn't the research that I have seen, and I admittedly I haven't seen an updated study for three or four years, says there's really no advantage or disadvantage to facing a team the second time. Um, it's obviously a limited sample, although yeah. we seem to be getting more of the sample. Um, it could be a study that could be rerun, but uh, yeah, at Houston and at Seattle, I mean, this is the one that you can get burned. But I, I, I have them for a zero. If someone desperate put them or a one, I you know I wouldn't argue. But I'm gonna I still have them as a zero.
1: Yeah, you know, I could see in some league, maybe a points league, someone have them a one. But uh, yeah, I'm thinking for myself right. and out head to head where. I'm just having yep. such a hard time maintaining a full bench. Like it just it, putting guys on the IL. Um, but playoffs and head-to-head tout coming up pretty soon. Looks like I'm going to sneak in, and I just need to have the best possible team for then. So I'm kind of yeah trying to gear ahead for a few weeks in that particular league. A few weeks ahead that is. Uh, so Daniel Lynch, I will have a one. Now, LAA they have a weird, you know, off Monday then off Sunday, so they're bookended. Yeah. Book ended with off days next week. Dodgers, Julio Urias at San Diego, home versus Colorado. That's a five.
2: Yes, third, third overall this week.
1: I need to overthink that one. Before we move on, though, I do have to take care of a little bit of business, if you'll bear with me here. A few uh, words from our sponsors. Uh, win bet. If there's one thing we appreciate here at Roto-Wire, it's making good decisions and even more so making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, Winbet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. Winbet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's Fantasy Podcast. Winbet brings you all the latest action with a user-friendly interface, moneyline bets, boosted parlays, over-unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into Winbet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette. Double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at baccarat. Winbet is currently available in six states: Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At Winbet, the possibilities are limitless. Winbet is currently offering all Rotowire listeners a risk-free bet up to five hundred bucks on your first wager. Download Winbet now. That's W Y N N B E T. Winbet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. Also, NFL is back on Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy has over $100,000 guaranteed for NFL Week 1. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Sign up today and get a free 6-month RotoWire subscription. Here's how you can claim that free RotoWire subscription. Visit rotowire.com/thrive. Deposit a minimum of $10 and receive a 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. Play in your first paid contest and receive that free six-month RotoWire subscription. Finally, the new NFL season is fast approaching and Yahoo is excited to kick off daily fantasy football. Yahoo is also excited to announce that its platform will now be shark-free. Mm -hmm. To celebrate the opening of Yahoo Daily Fantasy Football and being shark-free, Yahoo is giving users the opportunity to claim free $10 in contest entry credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10, uh, this $10 entry credit offer to join Yahoo's Week 1 $1 million baller contest. The $1 million baller contest features $200,000 in guaranteed prizing overlay. 25% of the players entered will be paid out, including first place, receiving $100,000 and an entry to the first ever Yahoo Fantasy Football Championship Live Finals event, which will occur at MGM National Harbor in Maryland this December. That'll be pretty cool. Play daily fantasy football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer. Now we move on, Todd, with two-star pitchers for next week. Uh, Jesus Lazardo, really tough to, oh. to trust him. I mean, I still like the upside long-term, but, man, since that injury and, you know, this the season with the A's and now with Miami, it's not getting any better, really. So
2: I need to wait and see. I'm actually going to give him a zero, I think. I am too. I have not had eyeballs on Lazardo yet, which is odd because I do have him in the XFL, which is a, a keeper dynasty league. Essentially, traded Jacob DeGrom for him. Um, and then later in the year, Wander Franco became available. And I don't know that I would have been able to get Franco. Uh, DeGrom was still healthy at that point, but it, it did take me out of the running. But so I, you know, I'm rooting for Lazardo, obviously. I'm going to give him a uh, zero just because I'm not even sure that he's going to go five innings in either start.
1: Yeah, I just can't see myself trusting him at this point. I still, I mean, I still have that prospect pedigree in my mind. And I still think, you know, he can't be this bad. He's only 23 years old. He did have COVID last year, he had that gaming injury, which, you know, whether you're punching the wall out of frustration from a video game or punching the wall out of frustration from your recent performance on the field, like, who Oscar Enoa, uh, mm. it's a learning experience. So I think hopefully. Yeah. at 23 years old, he's still got a long, long bright future ahead of him. But right now I can't trust Lazardo. No two-star pitchers for the Brewers, for the Minnesota Twins, Bailey Ober. I feel like he was on the list recently. At Boston versus Milwaukee, I can't do it. I mean, he nope. hasn't been that bad, but I can't do it. No, that. no, there's no reason. I, I No. Can't do it. Uh, Tyler McGill versus San Francisco versus Washington. It's been brutal for the Mets. And now it sounds like maybe DeGrom not coming back at all this year, which is probably the smart move for them.
2: Yeah. If if they're in the playoff run, maybe he comes back to get a couple of fine tuning innings. Mm-hmm. I'm sure once they're out of the playoff hunt. Well, I, I don't say once if they're out of the playoff hunt, then he's probably shut down. And without, without, Gram, it'll be hard to get back in, right? I mean, yeah, I think they're they're
1: still third in the division. I don't, you yeah, know, I think they're clearly behind Atlanta yeah. and in Philadelphia, in terms of the, the the team they have compiled there. But
2: McGill, where are you? I'm at, I'm at a, I'm at a four. I mean, yeah, I mean that's pretty pretty darn good
1: two step. Yeah, I think I'm going to go three, but I'll get you down for a four. Okay, okay. Next um, up, Andrew Heaney. You know. There are a couple of fan bases that I consider extremely online. <laughs> I maybe I just follow too many of them on Twitter, but the White Sox and the Yankees, man, they're just brutal. <laughs> and Andrew Heaney seems like actually the White Sox s- seem to support their guys, but they're just very online. Uh, but Heaney seems like he's been getting just shredded by Yankees fans, and maybe deservedly so. I'm not looking to pick him up and start him. So maybe I'll give him a one. Just out of past, out of respect for what he's done in the past, Uh but I can't really see any situation where I'm realistically picking up Andrew Heaney.
2: Yeah, I'm actually trying to find him in my rankings. I don't see him. I mean, he, he pitched. He didn't pitch well against the Red Sox. The Red Sox did not hit well against Andrew Heaney. Right, I got him. In, I got him at at sixty eight, which makes him a, a three. But I, I haven't done my adjustments for recent starts. I haven't completely loaded the database with all the information.
1: Well, he has, of course, that brutal, you know, in that
2: little band box in Iowa. Yeah, Um, I'm not sure if that's already been included or not. But I'm going to, I think the home runs, he's going to be helped in Oakland. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with two. I, I think that that's one of the advantages of using sheets is they don't show recency or, any yeah. kind of bias. Um, the disadvantage is sometimes you get too hooked into them and you don't think outside the box enough, but I'm going to, I'm going to go to now the, you know, the question being, do I have Andrew Heaney and would I really start him? I don't know if I actually have an opportunity, um, but if he's been dropped because of this terrible pitching, I, I could see putting him on my list of, of ads.
1: Yeah. That's where the spreadsheet definitely gets the best of me. Cause I am too emotional and, too attached to it's, what it, what's been well, happened it's, it's, recently.
2: it's all one starting point it, it, it's it's yeah. not i mean it's whatever wherever your starting point is emotion or excel you have to be you can't rely on it you have to be able to go the other way whichever way that is so yeah
1: true now paul blackburn's been around for parts of five seasons he's made uh one start a piece each of the last three seasons looks like you know, maybe he'll be needed in an emergency again next week. Uh, so we have him lined up for versus Seattle, versus the Yankees. Zero for me for
2: Paul Black. I got I have him as a one. Um Home helps. Pitching in Oakland helps, and who's he not, filling in for? Uh, you know? It's going to be Bassett, right? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, that was scary. Oh gosh, yeah. Oh, that was horrible. Um, best,
1: best of thoughts to Bassett. I oh good lord. Just yeah, trying to push um, that out of my mind, I guess. Yeah,
2: well, um, it's weird. maybe I'm maturing as a person at age 58. My first thought wasn't, oh no, my fantasy team when I saw that. Uh, yeah, a few a years so ago, it would have been nausea. To see <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's 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 scary. And whether or not he comes back for the playoffs or not is, is remains to be seen. You'd like wouldn't you like just to see him pitch just to just to get it out of the system so we can have a, he's not going to be thinking about it all off season. Yeah. And you know,
1: we, did, we were talking last week on MLB. I didn't, I don't think I mentioned it. We were talking to fantasy baseball surprises and he was right up there in terms of earned values, just having a brilliant year. You know, some
2: of us like him. Because, it. Yeah. Some of us, he wasn't all right. The way he was pitching, the extent of the numbers was a surprise, but the fact he was pitching well, um, to me, wasn't that much of a surprise.
1: Yeah, no, I had him in a bunch of leagues, and and he was. You know, it's going to suck, but I'm obviously just
2: happy that. Yeah, and he was uh, one of the few pitchers with a legit chance at 200 innings. Yeah, now obviously not going to get it, right? But um Zach Wheeler, Walker Bueller, I think of the best. If you were to set the over under at .5, I'm actually going to write about this. I'm actually writing about this right now uh, for uh, Z Files. If you set the point over under 05 five, I'll take the over. If you set it at one point five, I'm taking the under. Um, there, I, Alcantara has an has an outside shot. Wainwright, and then as I mentioned, Walker Bueller and and uh, Zach Wheeler. But you know, we're talking it's in the beginning of the year, so much talk about innings, etc. You know, there may not be anybody with 200 innings, although Wheeler. Something has to happen for, for Zach Wheeler not to get 200.
1: Yeah, what is what a story Wheeler has been. And really since last year when he was like you remember that? He was like kind of talking about maybe after the birth of his child he had opt out. Right. He didn't end up doing that because the fortuitous timing of the birth. And since then he's just been one of the best pitchers in the game. So yeah, well
2: he kinda he became a ground ball guy but lost the dominance. Mm-hmm. This year he's both ground ball and dominant. And I'm you know, I keep saying I'm not can be ground balls and a skill, it's a trait, but in Philadelphia, in that ballpark, you want him throw the ground ball, you want him ground balls. So he's the best of both worlds.
1: Closer turn starter, Ranger Suarez versus Tampa Bay versus Arizona. Speaking I of love Philly. picking on Arizona, but they have him on a pretty tight leash here. Since stepping into the rotation, he's not gone five. Uh, fell one out short of going five his last time out. But uh, and t- until he's going five regularly, I just, no, no. So I'm going to go Ranger Suarez zero, actually.
2: No, he's not a bad pitcher at all. I think I'm going to go one, yeah. just because by the time that Arizona start rolls around, he may be able to go deeper into the game. Yeah, that's uh, so I'm no, going to change uh, one, too, because the guy's yeah. got a
1: 150 ERA. 1.
2: Yeah, and a part of that is you're going to make an adjustment because a lot of that was in the bullpen, oh, and too, yeah. you got to make, you know, the, the, the law of 17s. It's Fangraphs law where... Your skills are less than 17% on the average from a starter to reliever. So, you know, you decrease the strikeout rate, you increase the walk rate, et cetera, and make the adjustment. But even so, you're right about the innings, and Tampa can lay one on you. Um, so it's, it is in Philly. But I'm going to go with a, with a one.
1: No, Will Crow of Pittsburgh, he's going to be a zero. But JT Brubaker is kind of a tough call. I just took him out of my stake league lineup I like to pick on Arizona, as I said, but Brubaker's just been rough, and I have a guy like Chad Green, Paul Seawald I can plug in. I'm not really making up much room in Ks and wins at this point, so um, I took Brubaker out. My lineup versus Arizona, then the second one's versus St. Louis. Looks decent on paper, but he's just been so bad
2: lately. I'm going to give Brubaker a one. I'm going three. Again, here's a case with a spreadsheet. Yeah. I have not put in the most recent starts, which could hurt him. It could bring him to a two, but uh, the offense is Arizona and St. Louis and yeah. in, in Pittsburgh, one of the best pitching parts in the league. I'm going with the three. Yeah. That's
1: classic case where I just, yeah, I've been burned by those recent blowups of his. Yeah, he gave okay. up seven to the Dodgers, eight to the reds. So last three starts, he's got a 12, eight, six ERA. Yep. But, Recency bias is a hell of a drug, and I'm
2: I'm on it right now when it comes to uh <laughs> JT Brewbaker. I'm on confirmation bias because I thought I think he's pretty good. So anyway. Well,
1: uh, I guess you, you're hoping to have some confirmation bias because he's not been good.
2: Right. Well, and I think he's right, he hasn't been good, but you mentioned a couple good offenses. I think he's he's better than he's pitched lately. So we'll see. True, true. Okay, so San Diego's
1: got that weird book ended by off day's schedule as well next week. And then Marco Gonzalez for Seattle. Um, you know, him and Bassett, I like them both kind of in that range. And on the field for Gonzalez, it has not been as smooth as it was for, for Bassett performance-wise. Uh, but I still think at
2: Oakland versus KC, I think Marco Gonzalez is a rock-solid four. I get him borderline 4-5, but that the difference is being – I'm re- I'm relating it to the field. It's just as you we've gone through this. There's just no good. There's no good two start pitchers this week, yeah. right? You know, there just aren't. I mean, the best ones. At least that we've talked about so far: Arias and Lynn. Um, you know, maybe Greinke and Redone. So they just, they're just, there's haven't been an ace yet. So relative to the field, he's getting a five for me. And what about Discos? He, I think. Imagine,
1: given what you just said, relative to the field, he'd be a five. I think I'm going to yep. give him a five.
2: He's rated, I even rated higher than Gonzalez. Yep,
1: Anthony DiSclafani five. We will, of course, recap these at the end of the show, which is coming up here momentarily. Jack Flaherty versus Detroit at Pitt doesn't get much better than that. Uh, looking at what he's been doing, he's been pretty good. Obviously, missed a ton of time. He's made two starts since coming back. Six innings in both of those, only two earned runs total. So, you love seeing him coming back and cutting it loose right away. And I'm going to give him a five. He'll be the cover boy of this week's rankings because he's the number
2: one overall rated pitcher. I'm
1: sure, we have a good pick in the database, and uh, hopefully, we do
2: that. <laughs>
1: uh, no two start starters for Tampa Bay, and same deal with with Texas. Uh, still going with that six man, right? In Texas, yeah. Uh, and then Alec Manoa and Jose Barrios.
2: I'm going to give them both fives. Even yeah, though I mean, we're, we're improving the we're improving the inventory a little bit here, but we're still it's still down relative to the rest yeah. of the year. Yeah, those are both top ten guys.
1: First one scares you a little bit against the White Sox, but definitely love that. And then John Gray at Miami at the Mets. Maybe a situation where I actually look at picking up John Gray or I'm sorry Josiah Gray. Yeah, a I did that mistake generation.
2: earlier. <laughs> yeah.
1: Josiah Gray has been great since Jordan Washington, man. He's been fantastic. So Josiah Gray. Uh, hey, I'm gonna give him
2: a four. I get him in the five range. Um, yeah. and I I the Mets just aren't hitting. And those that's are two really brutal. good parks. Yeah. And that's it's a huge park upgrade. I usually don't give the fives to this level of pitcher, and the day, another day, maybe a four but we're going to go five.
1: I like it. Yeah, this is a pretty short list of two starters to recap here, but we'll go through them before we sign off. Madison Bumgarner, three. I say three, Todd, four. Spencer Watkins, zero. Tanner Houck, I say four, Todd, three. Tyler Malley, I say four, Todd, five. Eli Morgan, two. Antonio Sensatella, I say one, Todd, two. Lance Lynn, five. Carlos Rodon, five. Zach Grinke, five. Daniel Lynch, I gave a one. Todd, zero. Julio Urias, five. Jesus Lazardo zero. Bailey Ober, zero. Tyler McGill, I say three. Todd, four. Andrew Heaney, I say one. Todd, two. Uh, Paul Blackburn, zero. Todd, one. Ranger Suarez, one. Will Crow, zero. JT Brubaker, I say one. Todd, three. Marco Gonzalez, I say four. Todd, five. Anthony Di Sclafani, five. Jack Flaherty five, Alec Manoa five, Jose Barrios five, Josiah Gray I say four, Todd five. So Todd, look forward to seeing your updated look at the next week's starters on the weekly pitcher rankings. Anything else you want to mention before we sign off today?
2: Yeah, we're uh, looking forward to talking to you tomorrow night live on MLB Network Radio, seven p.m. Eastern. Uh, and we got we have a uh, we're going to invite on a new kid that we haven't talked to for a while, aren't we?
1: Yeah, Jason Klett's going to be taking time out of his Saturday evening to talk with us. That'll be fun. Haven't had him on the show in a while, so that'll be cool. And yeah, live, there'll be a lot of action going on, so no shortage of things to talk about. Look forward to that, Todd. Hope you'll join us then, and hope you'll join us next week on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. Try Rotowire today, free for 10 days. Get our
0: premium tools Rankings, analysis, and breaking news alerts. No credit card required. Go to rotowire.com forward slash try. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand